Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining me yet again for another episode of the Airflow podcast that's titled The Good Life. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and I'm excited about what I'm going to share today. And, and I really hope that this message or this 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 episode for The Good Life is really going to uh, put some things in perspective because uh, for you guys, because I know it put it put a lot of things in perspective for me. Um, and there's so many things that I can uncover here, but I wanted to really take the opportunity to share some things. These are almost like bullet point items. It's not really a, a numerical order, uh, but I want you guys to listen to these different things that I'm going to share. And you almost want to take out a pen and paper or just make a mental note in, in, in a mental checklist of, you know, do I experience any of these things that I'm going to mention about the good life? Because if you're experiencing these things, then and you're experiencing majority of them, then your life is pretty good. And this isn't about money. I think so many times we equate having money and a lot of wealth to the good life. And I want to make sure I'm clear. I'm all about money or having money and being wealthy. I'm not saying that that isn't that isn't something that you should want to attain or achieve in your life, but that is not the, necessarily the good life that I'm speaking about today. Now, it can help you with some of the choices you can make and it can help to, you know, some of these things that I'm going to be sharing. Having wealth can definitely help you to um, experience some of these items that I'm going to bring bring about um, shortly that, that tie into the good life. But it's not the only thing because I, I, I've seen people who are happy even throughout financial struggles. They still remain positive and happy because they have a sense of joy about them and they continue to live. And then eventually they get themselves to a place where money is not a problem and they already have a strong foundation of joy in their lives. So let's just go ahead and get into this. Uh, but I, I really want to make sure that everybody is clear. And again, understanding that a lot of these things I'm going to be sharing, these are things that I've experienced or I had to look at myself and say, am I in this place? And, and I want everybody to do that. Take time to, you know, just just do some some reflect self-reflection. Take some time and just really think about what it is in your life that you're not happy with. Or look at these things and say, you know, I am experiencing majority of these things. There may be a few things that I'm still working on, but, you know, my life is actually pretty good. I may not have the, the money that I want to have in terms of, you know, how much I'm earning from an income. But I've got all these other things. So I know that if I keep moving, I'll get to that next phase. So let's go ahead and get, get into them. And, you know, again... You know, if there's any questions about this, you guys can always hit me up on airflowpodcast at gmail.com. That is the email address. Uh, any questions, any comments, any concerns, 
you know, if you want to talk about this further, you know, or would like to hear some more, go deeper into this in, in, in future episodes, I, you know, I definitely want to hear that feedback. So the first one that I want to bring forth is, you know, when we talk about the good life is if you're, if you're really experiencing a good life, you're happy when you wake up in the morning. And that sounds very basic, but think about it. How many people are actually smile? Not, I won't say full smile, but you're happy to wake up and see the next day. Not just because, you know, life is crazy and, and, and you should be appreciative of every day that you have above the ground, that you can wake up, open your eyes and talk and all those things. But how many of you are actually just happy to wake up in the morning? Like you just get up and you just feel like, man, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to 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 be at a place where, you know, I can live and, and experience just different new things each day. You know, I, I say a prayer with my youngest son whenever I take him to school. And one of the things I always thank God for is another day of grace and mercy. And, you know, just knowing that I can continue and also bring up, you know, the fact that I can, you know, continue to live towards the purpose that God created me for because every day it's a, it's a journey it's a walk and the fact that I can wake up means that there's still a purpose for me to be here I mean I can just stay on that because the fact that you guys are here listening to me talking is a beautiful thing not because you're listening to me but the fact that you're alive to do so now it's beautiful for me that you're listening to me but again you living is so important. Getting up each day is the first step to be able to do anything, to achieve and accomplish anything. You got to first get up. You know, I know I had the episode previously, you know, get off the boat. You got to, we, we used a line um, that Jay-Z used on another song where he just said, you know, you got to get off the boat to walk on water. Well, before you can even get on the boat to get off the boat to walk on water, you got to get up. You got to wake up. And, and, and are you happy when you get up? And that sounds so basic. But when you think about it, it's like, you know, do I wake up and I'm like, man, that alarm clock goes off like, Ugh, here we go. Another day. And your words have power, but, you know, you be careful. Like, I just want to sleep all day. I just want to stay in a bed. You know, if, if, if that's your mentality, then you have to think to yourself, what can I do to be happy when I get up in the morning? So that's going to be the first one. You are happy when you wake up in the morning. The second thing that I want to talk about is you can look out of the window and you feel blessed. Now, that kind of goes with being happy when you wake up in the morning, but look up out of the window. Now, this can be so many things for so many people because of the, the just the, the basic thing. Some people don't even have a window to wake up and look out of. Are you waking up and looking out of an apartment? Are you waking up and looking out of a shelter window? Are you waking up to no windows? You are in a ba basement somewhere and... and you know, your views. Some people are just blessed to have a home. 
So when you look out of your window and you and you're let's say you're a homeowner, you look out of the window of your home and it may not be your dream home, but it is your home. The roof over your head that God has provided for you. Do you feel blessed or do you say, I can't wait till I move. I'm tired of this little house. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I want to go to a bigger place. But do you just stop to say, God, you know, I'm just thankful that I can look out of this window. I can wake up out of my bedroom, my own bedroom, look out of the, the window in my house and see my backyard. Now, your backyard may not be as huge as you want it. It may not be the size land that you want, that you may have desired. But it's yours right now. Are you appreciative of that? You know, recently my wife and I, you know, just had a, a great experience. And it was, it's all God. And when people tell me, ask me, oh, how did you do this to, for people that know, you know, I'm like, it's nothing but God. So we went from a house that was probably uh, almost 3,300 square feet to a house that's 5,000 square feet. And in the process, we also received the house that we that we're in now sits on five acres of land. Previously, I was on a third of an acre of land. Now, when I used to look out of my window at my home previously, I felt blessed because I knew where I came from before that. And I knew where I came from before that. And see, God continued to elevate me and us, not just me, but my family. So I wake up now and, and, I, and I'm bragging on God on this. I look up now and when I open up my eyes, there's sun shining. There's a door that leads out to my backyard. And in that backyard, there's a pool and there's acres of land. Not trees, grass. And I look up and I just say, God, I'm blessed because there are things in that, that we have. Just the fact that I can wake up and see a pool. That's been a desire of mine for forever is to have my own pool. And my wife and I have that. And I mean, I still get choked up sometimes just thinking about how far God has taken me. So when I say look out of the window and feel blessed, I felt like that in the previous home. And God elevated us. And now I'm looking out of this window, the windows in this house. And I'm like, Jesus, like this is I feel blessed. And so I share that to say whether you're in your own apartment, first time having an apartment, you know, whether you're in the process of trying to buy your first house, you've got a roof over your head, a warm bed to sleep in. Or, you know, if you're in this Tennessee heat like me, you've got an air conditioned bed to sleep in. Do you feel blessed? Do you feel appreciative? It may not be where you want to be necessarily in the future, but you, you have a place to start from. You're not in the streets. You're not in a shelter. You have a secure roof over your head. Do you feel blessed? Because if you do, then that is part of the good life. The next thing that I want to bring up is, you know, is your body pain free? If you can wake up and your body is pain free, 
that's a blessing. That's a good, that's the good life. People take that for granted. You know, the fact that you can get up out the bed and you don't have to be assisted to get up. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, go through this long process just to get to your feet. You can get up, you can walk. And your body doesn't feel pain. And it's not just when you get up, but just in general. You're not dealing with chronic pains and, and this, that, or the other. Because if you are, then I, I pray that you go to get that looked at. And speak healing over your body. Because living pain-free or living with pain is not the good life. And some people just deal with it. And it's not just, you know, pain in your limbs and different parts. I'm talking about even in your mouth. People that have problems with the, with the teeth and they just deal with it. That's not living the good life. And it's, again, some of these things sound very simple. But they're not. They're not simple because they all add up. They can either add up in a good way or they can add up in a bad way. One of the other things that you can that you can look at when you talk about living the good life. You've accomplished many of your major goals. Now, this is assuming that you've written down goals, which everybody should have should write down goals. But even if you have goals mentally, say you want to graduate from college, you want to, you know, have a family, you know, get married, have a family or whatever. You want to have a career in this field. You want to start a business. And not just start a business, but you want to run and be a business owner. Or you may want to be in a, in this career with this particular company. And when you look back at them, you say, well, hey, I've accomplished most of a lot of the goals that I've set for myself in life. And if you can say that again, if you set goals, because see, a lot of people, they just look at my goals. I want to be a millionaire. And that's a, a goal. But there has to be other goals along the way to get you there. You can't just say, oh, my goal is going to be a millionaire, but there's no plan to get there. You're not going to get there from working a nine to five unless you're taking the income that you're making from that nine to five and investing in other things. That's going to make you money while you sleep. Passive income. And you heard from. You know, in our previous episode, you heard from Joe Rodney Harrison, we talked about, you know, investing in the stock market, but not just investing there, having money in long term, short term and sort of the, the middle term markets. You know, where you have 401k investments, you have long term stock investments, you have real estate investments. You know, your 401ks and things like that, those are long term things. And from a short term, you know, you learn how to trade, you know, stocks, but you learn how to do that. And, and other little things that can make you money while you sleep or that you can manage passively. Those are goals that you have along the way to get you to that big goal of a million dollars. But your your big goal can't just be, I want a million dollars. 
because somebody gave you that you'll lose it just as fast as you got it that you that you received it because you didn't have a plan of how to get there and you probably don't have a plan of how you're going to take that money and use it to acquire more money more wealth but if you can say hey i graduated school you know, my kids have have graduated or have gone on to have good grades. You know, I've got, you know, I paid off vehicles or, you know, a reduced debt. You know, these are goals that you start to think about, you know, along the way and they haven't written down. Have you accomplished a lot of those? If you can say, hey, I've, you know, think looking at all the goals that I've had. I've hit most of them. There's a few that I haven't, but I've hit a lot of them. That, that, that's good life. I mean, saying that you, if you can go down here and say, you know, I've gotten here, it doesn't mean that life is ends now and you're done. You keep pursuing the good life. But this is really just a barometer check to say, where am I? Is my life really as bad as sometimes I may feel or I make it seem? Or am I taking the time out to say, you know what? Things are actually pretty good. Things aren't where I thought they they truly are because if you take a second and try to really assess where you are, most people find out that they're better than what they thought. Not saying it's perfect, but you'll find out that you're better. The next thing is you are you today, you yourself today are better than the old you. And that's this is an important one because so many times, you know, through life, people say that, you know, I'm grown, I've grown up or I've done this. Are you making better decisions? Are you a better person? Are you a better friend, a better relative? Are you a better spouse? Are you a better employee? Are you a, a better employer? You're a better business owner. Have you are, are you better than your former self? If you can look back and say that today I'm better than who I was yesterday, that is the good life. You are living the good life. That is a check mark for the good life. Again, it's not saying that you're perfect. But every day you should be better than you were yesterday. And if you're continuing to move that needle to the right. You're doing good. It doesn't mean that you haven't made mistakes. Doesn't mean that you haven't done things that you don't necessarily, you know, things that you don't necessarily, you know, want people to to judge you on. Because everybody's got a past, right? Everybody's got a past, but you're here now. Are you better than that person? And if you can say you are better than that person, then you're winning. That's living a good life. Another thing that that you can look at in terms of, you know, the good life is that the life of those around you, the people around you, the people that are closest to you. They're better. Their lives are better because you exist. And sometimes that that may be it, it shouldn't be hard to gauge. Now, you know, for me, I look at it by my wife and my kids. They're the people that I'm around the most. And sometimes I think to myself, I have to ask myself that. And it's not in a bad way. I ask myself, you know, 
if I was to not be present in my wife and my kids life, would it be for better or worse? And this isn't something that it's about bragging or, you know, about, you know, stroking egos. But you should be able to know, are you impacting their lives in a positive way? Again, I'm not saying perfect. And I want to make that very clear. It's not talking about perfect because we all are, are working to be better. But when you can look at yourself and say, I think my wife, speaking for me, I think my wife and my three kids are a little bit better because I'm here. You're winning. You're living the good life. Because as a husband, as a father for me, you know, those are the people that I want to judge me. They're going to be people from your past that are going to judge you because based off of the person they knew then. If they don't know you now, then they don't really have the full picture to see who you are. And so many times we get judged by that or we, we live based off those judgments. Based off of people saying things that uh, because they don't know the current you. But see, I know the people in this house, they know me and probably know me in a lot of ways better than I know myself. So I look at them and say, OK. If I wasn't here. And it's not just because of, again, it's not because I earn a certain amount of income to help them to to help them afford what they can do. And that's the only reason why, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm a provider in this household. This goes beyond being a provider. Do I pour into their lives? Do I, you know, spend time I present in their lives? Those are things that that I look at. Am I being a good husband? Do I have room to grow? Yes. And that's why I say every day I get up, I thank God because I can, each day I can be better than I was the next day. And do I slip? Yes. Do I make do I do I not pass the test sometimes? Yes. But every day I get up. I, I'm thankful because I get to get to get to have a new day, a new test. So ask yourself, you know, are those are the lives are the lives of those around you, the people that are around you, are they better because you're there? The next thing. You're living the good life when you don't feel limited to what you can accomplish in life. You know, one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is making you believe that you're not worthy of achieving you know, anything. You're not worthy of success. You're not worthy of happiness or joy. Just that you're not worthy. That That's one of the biggest, biggest tricks of the enemy. But when you can wake up each day and you can walk around and you don't feel limited, like I can accomplish anything I choose to accomplish. And you have that confidence, no matter what it is. You know, you can be a middle-aged person decide, you know what? I want to go back to school and get that degree. But not feel any kind of limitation around it. You know, people might say, "Oh, you too old. Or why you want to do that? You why you want to go back to school? Or why are you continuing to get education?" They're not paying teachers anything or they're not paying this or that. 
but you don't worry about that. You're like, you know what? I can, I'm not, there's no limitation for me. If I want to go to school, go back to school, I'm going to do it. If I choose to go to school for the first time, because I, after high school, I just decided to work. I can do it. I don't feel limited in anything because I know that through God, all things are possible. I wake up and I say, you know what, if I if if I truly desire a thing. I can get it or I can accomplish that thing. I can be a doctor. I can be a, a nurse, I can be a dentist, I can I can be this, I can be a, 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 a RN. You know, I have people that I'm that I'm connected to some family and friends that they're starting either going back to a career or they're starting a new career late in life. But they not they're not worried about the limitations because they know that they can accomplish these things. And so they're just going out and do it. And it's, it makes me it inspires me because it, it lets me know that if they can do it, I can do it. And it may not be the same thing, but it's just knowing that there's no limit to what I can truly accomplish for people who say, oh, you'll never be a millionaire. I don't listen to that because I'm already a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a billionaire. And I say that. You know, you hear people say, well, like, are you a millionaire on paper or are you a millionaire liquid or, you know, this, that, or the other? Do you have a million dollars in your bank account or do you have a million dollars worth of assets? You know, all those questions get asked. But you speak your truth because you know that you can accomplish that. You can accomplish those goals. Somebody tells you you'll never tells you that you'll never find a spouse. Do you feel limited? No. You keep doing and you keep living. There's nothing that can stop you. And those things are, again, when you know that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to and you can continue to grow, that is living a good life. The next thing is when you're living a good life, you don't worry about basic needs. What are basic needs? You know, food, water, shelter, clothes, transportation. You know, I hear so many times that people. People complain about things that are so trivial, so small. But when you get them to think about just the basic necessities that they have, that most people really, that's all you really need to. to and I'm not. I'm not speaking of just survival, but that's all you really need to live. Like, do I have these things? Do I have money in my account to go buy me, you know, the, the necessities? Can I buy groceries every week? Can I have food on my table every day? Can I pay my bills? Do I have clothes on my back? Can I put gas in my car? Do I have a car? Am I paying my car note? Is my car paid off? Basic needs. I've got a I've got a house. Do you have a house? It's your house. It may not be the house that you that you have on your vision board, but it's your house. And you keep getting up each day and you keep speaking to that house and that vision board. You keep speaking to the things that you desire. You'll have that. But you have what you need. You have enough to get started. You've got the necessities. You have the basic needs.
So when you're living a good life, you say to yourself, you know, you think, I really don't have to worry about that. Now, I may not have the, the, the luxury vehicle that I desire right now. I may not have all the, the fancy clothes and shoes that I desire right now. But if I need to go dress up for an interview or need to go to a business meeting or this, that, I've got a suit. I've got, I've got something I can put on. I can make myself look presentable. I can, I can adapt to many situations because of the things that I've acquired, the basic needs. Again, there's more and there's always the, the want to live in, you know, opulence and, and, and live in luxury. And a lot of most people have that desire to have luxury. And their desire to have luxury so much, they, they become almost unappreciative of what of the basic necessities that they have over so many people. Basic needs. Do I have the ability to use my limbs? Can I walk? Can I talk? Can I see? Can I smell? Can I hear? Touch, feel. Those things are, 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 those things are so, they get overlooked. But do you have the basic needs? And if you can say, yeah, I got the basic needs, your life is pretty good. And again, this is called good life. This this is good life, meaning, you know, I don't have to worry about these little things. Because if you have a good life, you can be wealthy in so many ways and still progressing towards being the millionaire, billionaire that you desire to be. What I'm trying to get people to see is that you've established a foundation, a foundation of knowing kind of where you are a foundation of joy and appreciation because you've seen God's hand take you from place to place in your life, taking you through challenging situations in your life. I mean, let, let's be, let's be honest. Most people can look at where they are today. And if you think back just five years from this point, there's probably some challenges that you couldn't that you didn't think you were going to be able to make it through. That you didn't see yourself getting through at that time because you were in the middle of it. You know, when you're in the middle of a storm. Do you get off the boat? You know. Do you stay in the boat? You're in the middle of it, so it's hard to see. It's hard to understand. It's hard to, to move, but. You somehow made it through. Now look at where you are. It's a different process. You, you look back five years ago. I'm like, man. That was a hard time, but I made it. And you still have the basic things. Now it's just continuing to push forward. The next thing is. That if, you, if you're living a good life, those around you recognize your worth. And it kind of ties into, um, you know, the life of those around you is better because you exist. But this one, they understand your worth. So that 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 makes sure that that lets you know that, you know, if they know your worth, 
and they recognize it. It's not about getting praise and getting gifts and all that. But it's the respect. Does your wife or your husband, do they respect you? Do your kids respect you? You know, significant other or, you know, family members that you're around. Do they know your worth? Do they understand who you are? Biggest question, best question to that is, do you know who you do? You know who you are. You know, knowing your worth and having those that having those around you recognize your worth. That's pretty big when you got people around you that can actually recognize what you do, recognize who you are. And again, I'm not talking about gift giving and all that stuff, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day. You know, they're giving you a gift because of of your worth. And sometimes those those happen during those occasions. But how many times have, you know, family members just come up to you and say, you know, I really appreciate just you being you. And sometimes it doesn't have to be verbal. Sometimes it's just one of those things that it's known. But you have a good you have the good life. When others around you, they, they know and they recognize your worth. And that's big. That's big. And, and that, that is bigger than you think. And a lot of people say, well, I don't do what I do for recognition. No, most people don't. But when you know that people recognize it, people know what value you bring into their lives. They know your worth because they respect you. They respect your time. They respect your position, they respect your, your, you know, if you have authority over them, they respect that. That is living a good life. The next thing, and this is, this next one is really interesting because I don't think people really do, a lot of people don't do this enough. And that's if, if you're living a good life, you actually have fun how many people actually enjoy like have fun in their life and i mean fun it's not just waiting until i take a vacation having fun isn't going and getting drunk and forgetting about the past or getting high and forgetting about trying to knock off the edge that's not fun i'm talking about when was the last time you just you know ran around with the kids if you have kids or you went out to go go-kart and just doing something of your childhood youth that that was just like, this is fun. Some people are just like, oh, I'm just so busy being an adult. I, I don't have time for games. You know, I don't, I don't play games. You know, you hear people just so uptight. I'm like, you can have fun. You can go bowling. You can go do things that, that bring enjoyment to you, that make you laugh. When's the last time you went to a good comedy show or saw a good movie? It's not about being all uptight and, oh, I, that's that's for kids. That's for kids. I don't play with my, uh, you know, I got kids and I, I love messing around with them and we play and, you know, we have to keep, make sure there's a fine line there at times when it's like, okay, now we can cross the line. But my wife and I are good at getting them back in their position. That's usually not a problem. But are you really having fun? 
are you enjoying your life? Are you getting out there and you laughing? Just being thankful for the life you have. Like, man, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm happy. I can go out and have fun, whether it's with me by myself or with other people, but I just enjoy. I'm, I'm having fun. Like, People think it's crazy that as a 43-year-old man, meaning me, that I can still have a lot of, I can still go to an amusement park and get on rides and feel like a kid. And I still do. To me, that's fun. It, it brings back my childhood. I can yell and scream and just feel good. I have fun. And my kids, they enjoy seeing their dad and their mom out there having fun at at the amusement park. That's why our kids like to take vacations because, you know, we we try to do things that are are fun and exciting and different. It doesn't have to be extravagant as going to Disney World or some big place. I mean, we had fun just going on a family hike, you know, a few months ago. Just finding a waterfall somewhere, just hiking to the falls and watching that and enjoying nature. That was fun. It was different. It didn't cost us anything but the gas to get there. But are you enjoying? Are you having fun? That's that's part of the good life. You know, another another thing that you can tell you living a good life is, you know, you should be able to look at your significant other and just feel blessed. And this is going to strike, and I know that there's debates about this. Like, do I, you know, I'm with my my wife. You know, I love her. But do you feel blessed to have her? Or is it just like, eh, you know, it's cool to be for her to be there. She's a good teammate. We do We do decent things together, but I don't feel blessed. Like, no, I look at my wife and I feel blessed. Not only because of the woman that she is, but she's beautiful. She's got brains. I mean, she, she's meant so much to me. And it's not because she had to fix me or do something like that. It's just because I know I'm blessed because I have a good thing. She is a, good, a great woman. And I am more than blessed to have someone like her in my life who balances me out. We support each other. We have each other's back. That, to me, that is, that is blessed. When I look at her in the morning, I'm blessed. You know, I, I'm, and I don't care. I, I, I tell her like, look, I'm, I'm a blessed man. I, and I'm, I'm gonna always feel blessed with her because I know what God has done for me when He allowed me. To have her in my life. He broke the mold with her. And that's why I feel blessed. I can look at her and feel that way. Now are there times again. Are there times when we're challenged with each other? Yes. Yes there are times. But it doesn't change the fact that I still feel blessed. Doesn't change that at all. I can be a headache to deal with. She can have, she's got her quirks, but we all do. But at the end of the day, I'm still blessed to have her. So can you look at your significant other and say, I'm blessed. 
If you can, hey, that's another check mark for the good life. So another thing is you are eager to learn new things. When you're living a good life, you always want to learn. You always want to get better and you always want to improve. You don't want to stay stagnant because when you're stagnant, that's not the good life. People that say, oh, I just want to I want to have so much money where I can just sit around and eat all the food I want and sleep around, you know, sleep around, but lay around in the bed all day. And, you know, that that's the good life. No, that's not the good life. That's going to lead you to an early death. Are you getting out learning? It doesn't have to be going to school. Are you learning new things? You know, I hear so many times and I love when I see this, you know, someone who's, you know, of a, you know, that it's more senior than seasoned, I should say, in life. And I see them taking time to learn about new technology, taking classes. They're like, you know, I don't know how to work this stuff like a lot of the young folks in terms of, you know, computers and technology and stuff like that. But they take the time to try to learn it a little bit. Like to me, that's always great because even at when you're up in age, you still you should always be learning. You should always want to learn new stuff because that continues to improve you and that helps you get to that next place and that you want to be. You think about a career that you that you a job that you're working. If you want to advance your career in that job, what do you have to do? You have to be willing to learn and do new things. You can't continue with the same productivity over the years and do the same things all the time and expect to be promoted to a manager when you haven't taken an opportunity to show that you can be a leader in a certain situation. You don't have to be a people leader, but just be a leader. Can you lead a certain task or be a leader over certain responsibilities or be accountable for this section of, of the work that you're doing and be able to manage that and show that you have skill sets more than just the base, the skill sets that you've been showing on your job. You can be the best worker. And I've seen it happen so many times where people are just hard workers. They work hard. They may not be the most efficient. But then they want to be catapulted into a, a role that is that is reserved for somebody else who who's showing the initiative to go above and beyond. You know, as the old adage goes, you know, you, you, you know, I talk about you, how you dress and, you know, you dress for the job that you desire, not for the job that you job that you have. Well, it's the same thing. You know, if I want to show somebody that I want to be a, a leader in the company and I'm just an individual contributor, then what should I do? Have I taken any leadership courses outside of work? Have I taken on certain tasks to show that I'm a better person, you know, that I, that I can handle that kind of stuff? You know, if you haven't shown me anything, it, it's hard for somebody to promote you to a position and you haven't shown leadership, uh, leadership. I'll just take leadership because for me, that was one of the things that, you know, in my career, earlier on in my career, before I got into management, when I became a lead, I had to, I showed them before I even got the role that I could be a leader. So that transition the interview, I, I knew what to do and what to say because I had that experience. See, it wasn't an entitlement thing like, oh, I've been here for so long, so I'm just entitled to get this, posi- this position. No, I had to work my way. Sometimes it was putting in extra hours. Sometimes it was working hard or dealing with a difficult situation. 
but I showed a certain demeanor in that, in that situation and I was able to lead others. And so when it became time for supervisor management positions, I was usually always, if I, if I desired for that position, I was always, you know, looked at for it because I was doing the job already, but I was willing to learn new things. And that's from work perspective. I mean, you know, I mentioned, you know, technology, I mentioned careers. It can be something as simple as, you know, I want to learn some new dance moves. I want to learn how to, you know, do hair. I want to be a barber. I want to pick up a new trade, just something to do on the side. And you never know because learning new things can help you to earn more income. And earning more income can help contribute to your overall state of having the good life. But again, that is that is right. You got to be willing to learn. If you're not willing to learn and grow, and sometimes being part of learning new things is getting out of your comfort zone. If you're not willing to do that, you're not going to learn and grow. And you're going to be stagnant. You're going to stagger your, your growth. And that, that stops you for, or that, that can hurt you from experiencing the good life that you're meant to experience. Now, one of the other, next things is you can focus on your passions. Now, this is something that hit home with me. Because one, you got you to know what you're passionate about. What things do you like doing? You can't focus on your passion if you don't even know what you're doing. And this is coming from somebody who, you know, has, has struggled with that. What am I passionate about? What am I passionate with? What do I really like to do? I feel like I'm decent at different things. What is it that I really want to do? Like if I could just do this for the rest of my life and money wasn't an issue, what is that thing? And I've been asked that. My wife has asked me that. You know, and at times I give an answer, you know, because I'm very passionate about my family. I love being around my family. But, you know, my wife asks me all the time, like, well, what is it that you're passionate about doing? I mean, you like helping people. You like doing this. You like doing that. You know, so many different things. And I, and I, and I struggle with that. You know, for me, it's to make sure, you know, it's not a passion but one of the things I want to make sure is that my family is is taking is well taken care of. And I do that through prayer. I do that through just working hard and, you know, just other things. What am I passionate about? And imagine, you know, somebody says, well, what happens if, if when money becomes not an object anymore? You got all the money that you need. What would you do with yourself? You, know, you can't sit around playing 2K all day or Fortnite or whatever game. You can't sit around just watching, you know, some streaming service and binge watching shows and stuff. You can't do that. You got to you got to keep moving. So the question, the next question would be, well, what is your purpose? What do you, do you know what your purpose is? Because everybody's purpose is different. And your purpose is tied into your passion. You know, but 
Think about it. You can live a good life or you're living a good life when you can just focus on the things you're passionate about. If you're passionate about, you know, I love to travel. I'm passionate about, you know, that that's a desire or, or, you know, my wife, she's like, I love to travel. You know, what if you can just focus on traveling all the time? You know, just that's something you're passionate about. I want to travel. I want to see the world. And my wife wants to see the world. And we've been to a few places, but she's very passionate about that. She wants to be a traveler even more so than, than, than we have. What if she can just focus on that? Isn't that the good life? Now, did you need income to do it? Sure. You need some revenue or some kind. You need to be generating some kind of income to do that. That's where money kind of fits into that. And sometimes money can help help you focus on your passions. But you're not tied down to a nine to five. You don't have to worry about PTO time. What will life be? I remember some years ago I was working and it was one of my peers and he and I would just always talk, have conversations about, you know, building wealth and streams of income and, you know, building passive streams of, of income. And he told me, he said, you know, Ricky, he said, I have just recently this year got to a place where the money that I make from my other streams of income they with that money I make more now I'm making more in those outside streams than I make with my job. And I could kind of imagine it, but it was hard to fathom that because I wasn't experiencing that. And, that, and he said it's a different experience. It's a different experience where you can get up and go to work knowing that you don't have to be there. That you don't necessarily need that or you don't need that job. And so my wife and I, you know, he and I talked about that a lot. And, you know, it just really got me thinking, you know, to, you know, recently my wife and I were having a conversation. And, I, and you know, she said, so, you know, when you get to the place where you don't have to work, you know, are you going to continue to work for a little while? Or are you just going, you know, put in your two weeks or whatever? And I told her, I said, I'm just going to put my two weeks in. I said, because, you know, if if. When God calls me to the next place from my preparation and all the stuff that I'm doing, when God calls me to the next place, I'm not going to sit around a place that I don't desire to be at because it's not worth it. And that's almost like telling God, like, okay, God, I know I asked you for this and you gave it to me, but I'm just going to sit in this a little longer. Like, no, I'm going to make the move. So if it's just those two weeks that I sit there, it's just those two weeks. I'm not going to sit there trying to trying to stack a little extra money. If God's saying, look, I moved you to this place because because this is the place you need to be. That's going to give you the peace of mind and everything that you desire with the money. Why would I sit there? But it was just understanding like, man. Like. I can focus on I don't have to fo- I don't have to worry about doing this job for other people. Now, if your career, if you're passionate about the career you're doing, you're in a field that you just love to do, then continue to do that. See, some people find careers and it's in their passion and they love what they do. You know, I love when I hear that there's a, a you know registered nurse that just loves what they do. They don't want to be a doctor. They love caring for people in the way that RNs care for people. When I see people who are police officers, they truly care. They're, they're, you know, and there's, there's, 
you know, I'm not going to share the narrative, put a narrative out there that all police officers are bad. There are police officers that are great and they love their job and they really wanted to, they came into that role to make a difference. Teachers came into that role to make a difference. You know, it's a shame that they pay teachers what they pay them and there's really passionate teachers out there that do it because they love educating. And they got one of the most important jobs, but they're always kind of low on a totem pole about getting paid, getting, getting salary bumps, bump ups, you know, getting these salary bumps for teachers or just schools pumping money in the school systems, you know, but they love to do it. They get up every day because they, and they know the challenges they have to face, but they do it because they love it. Cause they have gone into a different field. Yeah. They could have gone into a more lucrative field and made probably twice as much as they make now. But they love what they're doing. There's a passion there. What if you can just focus on your passion? That's the good life. You know, one of the things that this next thing is, you know, something that, you know, a lot of people have to get back to. And that is you can assist others in life. You know, you hear one say each one teach one or, you know, paying it forward or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, you know, remembering those that helped you and, you know, helping the next person. You know, we're all supposed to be intertwined and be able to, you know, whether it's coming from a community or family or just, you know, different people. You're, we're supposed to be able to assist each other. I may not have all the skill. I may have skill sets that you don't have. You got skill sets I don't have. But if we work together, imagine what we could do. To be able to help each other. Sometimes when people can't help themselves, can you help them? And it's, again, it's not always just money. This person could just need a ride. Hey, I don't have a car. My car broke down. But if I can get you know, commitment from somebody to just, just take me to work for the next couple of weeks. I will have this extra money in my check to be able to, you know, get my car fixed or go ahead and put a down payment and get a car. Sometimes it's just that little stuff. It's just something small, but we'll forget that because we're just, because if you get caught up in yourself and it's like, man, I got, that means I got to sacrifice some sleep getting up you know late or early to take you here or burning gas but imagine what that little assist can do what that little push can do for somebody think about all the times and i think about times in my life like people sacrifice things for me to get to where i got i didn't get here by myself god put people in my life to help me so I, I can't sit here and say, well, all of these things that have happened to me, all the blessings that happen, you know, it's because I just happened to be at the right place. No, God put people in my life. You know, obviously he was he was orchestrating it, but he put people in my life that had to sacrifice, including my parents. Grandparents, aunts and uncles and cousins. I had so many people that have assisted me throughout through my life. They help me. So it's only fair that you help others. 
And see, when everybody has that heart, that's the good life. And again, it doesn't have to be money. It can be using your time and talent. Just sometimes you don't know what it what it can do to somebody to say, look, I can't pay you, but it, I, I need you. I just need you. I just need your presence here. Your presence will, will help. Just to be a part that can be an assist. In basketball, you know, a lot of times the person who throws a good pass to the, to the person who's a great scorer, they don't get recognized with a great pass. Sometimes. You know, it's not one of those things that's, you know, like just heavily heralded. Like most people will care more about the points leader than the assist leader. But to be able to assist someone over and over again, that's where the blessing is, because it's not something that it's not something that you do to be praised or acknowledged. You just do it because it's the right thing to do. And when you can do that, that's living a good life. That's the kingdom way. That that's the air. That's the airflow way. That's the that's being an heir. Helping the next person to get to where they need to be. And that's a blessing. Now this one is is one that I know a lot of people with with just a lot of things that are going on pandemics and racial uproars and just civil rights and just every all these challenges that we have in our world today when you can find the positive in any situation that is the good life and I I've, I've been around people who I've seen them or known them to go through some challenges that most people would be like, how did you survive that? Or how did you get through those things? Like most people would have tapped out. But you go through it with positivity. How do you lose a child? How do you lose a spouse? How do you lose somebody? But you can still find a way to stay positive and help help pep other people up. Like that's that is so amazing. That's so much that takes so much strength and character. But when you can find a positive in any situation, that's the good life. That's the good life because you look at it as I didn't lose. I learned. I'm not, I'm not fail. I didn't fail. I didn't make the mistake that the, the, the thing that I messed up, it taught me something. It's a lesson learned. It's not a loss. When you can start being positive about everything, you know, it's raining outside. You know what? That's good for my grass. My grass needs it. It's so hot outside. Well, that's good because, you know, we need the heat to kind of balance out some things because all the rain and stuff, it'll help clear up some of that, some of that flooded, those flooded areas. You know, people, and there's some people that just seek to do the opposite. They just want to be negative in every situation. And sometimes they don't even realize, realize they're being pessimistic, but they just speak the, the language that they use is just, they've been doing it for so long. It's hard to break that cycle. And it takes just as much effort to find the positive in the situation that it does to find a negative in the situation. 
but a lot of people just because it's easy to start but when you're used to just spouting out negativity it's easy to just keep doing it to the point where some people where you try to combat them with something positive like yeah it ain't that bad think about it and like man whatever is this 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 and this and they done rambled off like five other references to make the situation seem more negative than what it really is that's a mindset some people just have that mindset they just they look for the bad instead of looking for the good when you live in a good life you look for the good things you say you know what that's not that bad or you know, you, you looking for you're looking for the positive part of it. You're not worried about it. Yeah, you know there's some there's always consequences to everything, but you know what on the bright side, hey, you know, I took this job knowing that it probably is gonna be a challenge. But the bright side about it is once I learn how to do it and do it well, because I'm gonna learn how to do it and do it well, it's gonna position me for so many more things. So I'm thinking about the positive. Change, if you look at any change, if you're the type of person who's pessimistic and you look at change, you're going to always see change as something that's going to negatively impact you. And most of the time when people go through changes, they immediately go to the negative and then they start realizing like, you know what, this really wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't as bad. But because my mind is so conditioned to go to the negative, well, you don't see the positive. And when you're not seeing the positive in life, you're not living a good life because you're looking at everything as a negative. You're you're looking at everything as bad or you look for the bad or the worst in in people or or just situations. So the good life is finding the positive in any situation. The next one is you don't seek perfection. You seek satisfaction. Now, this one, again, kind of hits home with me because so many times you know I don't don't feel like I'm a perfectionist but I try to make sure that things are done right and then I get to a place where it's like and it's not right you get messed up and tore up about it because it's not perfect the way you want it that's not living the good life see living a good life is looking at the situation like I want it to be in excellence and I plan for Things that that could possibly come along that could alter what I planned. But ultimately, I'm seeking the satisfaction and knowing, okay, this is done. This is complete. Again, I'm not throwing off the need for excellence in what we do and what I do. But I know that it's not going to be 100 percent perfect. But it's going to be right, because if especially if it's God ordained, it's going to be perfect from him. He's going to make sure that it's perfect, it's perfect because it's his will. But I'm just looking for, you know, I, I want to be satisfied. I want to know that, hey, I did a good job. I know I did. I went out and I gave my, like I tell my kids, you know, my wife and I, we tell our kids all the time, you know, if you go out there and you study hard and you give your 100%, you give your best effort, we'll, we're satisfied. If that means that you don't get straight A's, Okay. But we want to say we want to know that you worked as hard as you can. And there was times where my kids, there was a class that was just challenging and they busted their butt and they got a B. And I was like, you know what? I know you worked hard. And that B was satisfying. 
to them because they were they knew they were struggling. Perfection would have been to get the A plus. But they didn't let that they they got to a place where they we took the pressure off and said, you know what? If you're trying hard, then that's the case. And I mean, you think about how much pressure you put on yourself to be perf- be perfect. You want to, some people just want to be perfect in all ways. They want the from the superficial things, from hair and nails and you know, beard and clothes and shoes and all those things. You know, people want to make sure that everything is perfect and they can't have any flaws. And it's hard to live a life like that when everything is you're you're breaking down yourself to the minor details. So what happens is you're constantly living in a state of disappointment because you're living in a state of disappointment because you 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 know you you're not reading reaching that perfect status. And I, and I've seen conversations that go back and forth with you know, people who are still in a dating scene and they talk about, you know, having a checklist and this is the checklist that I have to have for, you know, my perfect husband or my perfect wife. You know, I want this, this person has to have these things. If they have them all, then that's the perfection. You know, and they have all these checkpoints and then they wonder why I'm, they're still, you know, to some degree that they're, they're wild, they're still single, you know, and some of them are looking for that per- perfection instead of looking at this is who God has given me. They're not perfect, but they are the perfect one for me. And there's a difference. You know, I don't want to get off into that, but I'm just saying. How many times do people seek to be perfect in a situation? Or be perfect in a relationship? Or be perfect in a job? And they they do so much to try to be right or to be perfect that they miss the experience. I watch you you think about a lot of weddings. You know, the bride and mostly, you know, a lot of times the bride, there's this crazy anxiety because they want their wedding to be perfect. And they're worried about every little detail that they shouldn't be worried about, except for I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to have this great experience of getting married to the person I love, hopefully. But I'm more focused on, you know cousin Ray Ray didn't RSVP and now he showed up at the party at the you know at the wedding trying to get a seat and there's no seats available for him now it's going to cause this stress that's like you know what that ain't for me to worry about perfection is having you know that you're trying to make things and accommodate for everybody satisfaction is saying you know what he didn't do what he was supposed to do I have people that can handle that I'm, I'm focusing on where I'm at right now making sure that I'm good and I'm enjoying this, this part of, of my life. That's seeking satisfaction. You know, perfection, perfection is something that you, you aim for. It's like when people say, you know, you aim for the stars. What is it? You aim, you shoot, aim for the, you know, you, oh, you shoot, you aim at the moon, but you wind up getting shooting stars or something like that. And I'm probably messing it up, but your target is still high. You set your target high. You're gonna you're gonna hit something high. You may not hit the moon, but you may catch some stars, and that's okay, because that's still beyond where you are today. You're not living trying to make sure everything is perfect, 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 perfect. 
You hear people say things like the devil's in the details. Well, why do they say that? Well, you're spending so much time focused on everything else. You're missing the experience. That's why I try to tell, you know, my daughter, you know, going, she, we took her to college and she was so worried about, you know, making sure she wanted from a relationship standpoint, she wanted that perfection of home and she was worried about the unknown and, you know, new experiences. And I said, I just don't want you to miss out on, I just don't want you to miss out on the opportunities and, and the experience. It's not going to be perfect, but enjoy it. Seek that satisfaction of knowing that you're here and you're about to embark on a new thing and work hard. It's important. Now we're coming down to the last couple. Um, and this one, this next one's really basic, but laughter. Laughter, laughter, laughter. When was the last time you got out one of those laughs that, you know, just tears rolling down your eyes? There is there are therapeutic things that happen when you laugh. And people don't understand that and I, and I advise everybody to just research the 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 health benefits of laughing but there's a release that happens when you laugh and some people are just again they're so kind of seeking perfection they can't laugh because it ain't perfect if it ain't perfect I, you know ain't nothing funny about it sometimes laughing at yourself Sometimes just not taking yourself so serious and just like, you know what? Let me lighten up a bit. Let me laugh. Let me enjoy, you know. Let me let me let me enjoy just my living. Let me enjoy I'm living life. I'm not just surviving. I'm living. Let me enjoy this. Laugh a little. You know, this goes back to you act the the one that the the, the one that we marked off as, you know, you actually have fun. Laughter is part of actually having fun. Some people just don't want to laugh. They don't want to admit that something's funny. They don't want to. They don't want to laugh because they they're just all down and they're not happy with themselves. Like sometimes you just gotta laugh. Sometimes with that laugh, it may comes a cry. It may come a there may come a cry. But laugh. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay that all the emotion isn't the same. But you can't just. You can't just sit there all day and be stone faced and not be able to laugh and just enjoy somebody's company, enjoy something that's funny on TV. It's just like, oh, I'm not going to laugh. You know, my pastor, Apostle Howard, he always says, you know, people uptight, you just need to, you know, let out some gas. You need to fart, <laughs> you know, release some of that pressure so you won't be so uptight. Laugh a little bit. Laughter is good. That's why that's why they had calm. That's why, you know, you think back into the medieval times and you had kings and they had, you know, court jesters and they, they had them come in and entertain and loosen up the people. They can laugh and enjoy, you know, enjoy dinner and things like that. That's because there was something about laughter that helps to 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 even out the tone, to even out the mood, to bring people down take off that edge of life laugh and it's okay it's okay to laugh and the last thing that you know i want to talk about in terms of the good life is that you're actually living for now you're living for today 
You're not focused on what happened in the past. You're not worried about what's happening in the future because, you know, if you plan and set goals and done all the other stuff that you should have done, that you should be doing, you've kind of, you've already got that plan and roadmap for your future. And you know that there's going to be some things that may shift because God will shift you along the way to take you to greater. But you're, you're living for today. You wake up each day and you're like, what can I accomplish today? You're not looking over your shoulders about, well, this happened in the past. This happened to me or this happened or I did this or something in the past and you're stuck in the past and you can't see the blessing of today. Or you're so focused on what's going to happen five years from now that you look up and you miss five years of your life or five years of your child's life or five years of just somebody's life. That you can't get back. Again, I, I, I talk to my children about this all the time about enjoying the moment, enjoy the now. Take care of business, plan for, you know, plan for the, learn from your mistakes, learn from the things that, that didn't go right in your past. Plan for what you desire to take place in the future. But live for today. That's the good life. You can wake up and just live for the day and say, I'm going to enjoy this, 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 and this. That's the good life. I'm not worried about what happened in my past. I've let go of my past. I've forgiven myself for things that I may have done or may have been done to me in the past. I've let that go. I'm not going to be held. My today is not going to be held hostage because if you if you're holding hostage your today from your past, then it's going to impact your future. And there is no future. If you can't live for today, there won't be a future. So live for today. And, and and that's not, I don't want people to go out there with that whole YOLO mentality. You know, you only live once. Because that's not necessarily the right way to say you're living a good life. Living for now and you only live once is a totally different concept from my perspective. So you only live once. It's like, hey, I'm going to do something, whether it's right or wrong. I don't know. But I'm just going to do this because uh, what, what can happen? I'm going to die someday. So I'm just going to take this opportunity. I'm going to take this challenge and do it now. That, that's not the way to do it. You only you're living for now means I, I know that I'm going to enjoy my today. I mean, again, people always use the, the term tomorrow's never promised. You've already you've already lived the past. You can't go back and change that. But you can start today. So what is your today? Are you living for your today? Are you thankful for your today? Or are you just like, God, just help me get to this date and I'll be all right. Instead of saying, God, I thank you for today. And I pray that I will be able to see this day. You know, I think about, I go back and I think about, you know, I always reference this a lot, but with my mom when she was going through a cancer battle. And I remember, you know, I remember talking to her on the phone at night so many times. And I remember she was always talking about, you know, she wanted to be there to see um, our second child, our, our, our oldest son, our 15 year old son, Trey, be born. She was like, I just want to make sure I'm there for this. It's like, mom, I told her one time, I said, mom, I just want you to be good today. I said, of course, I want you to be there. 
I want you to be there to see him be being born just like you were there with, you know, your other grandkids. But I told her, I said, I want you to, to live for now, for today. I want today to be a good day. I want today to be a day where the doctors come in and they say, you know, your, your signs and all this stuff look good. Focus on today. Like, don't worry about that. Sometimes we get so far ahead of ourselves that we don't just take time to just say, I thank you for today. I, you know, and, I, and I, I'm so thankful to be able to have those conversations with her then because it was the because it was great memories. I could have just been like, you know, I really don't want to talk to her. I want to I don't want to talk to her until she gets out of the hospital. And and, you know, that's what I'm playing for. I'm like, no, I'm just thankful that I get to have this conversation today with her because there was a point in time where those conversations stopped happening or because her cancer had moved so much into her brain that she couldn't have she couldn't really communicate with me because she was it was it was hard for her to talk and, and her speech was was messed up. See, I was thankful for those conversations and those evening conversations we had. Now, I believed and I wanted her to continue to to be around for those other events, but I was just thankful for that day. Thank you for those memories. You know, that that's that was living for the now. And that's my that's my that's my word I want to leave with. Live for today. You plan for the future. You thank God for allowing you to see to get through your past. You you're thankful for your past. But you you praise him for today. You th- be thankful for the day. Be thankful for being able to get up today. See, the fact that you can live for today, you're living a good life. That's a check mark. Don't worry about tomorrow. See, tomorrow's going to be there tomorrow. Be thankful like, you know, God, I pray, you know, I, I pray you know, that I wake up today. I wake up, you know, I, woke, I thank you that I woke up today and I pray that tomorrow I can get back and do the same thing. That's why you see the, the prayer that you used to say as a kid, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You know, that was always the prayer that was said, you know, just, you know, before I go to bed. Like, cause I, cause again, they, the, the mindset was to, tomorrow or the, the adage is tomorrow was never promised. But if I do have to go, I want to go with the Lord. But the Lord is also saying, I had gave you this day. Give us this day, our daily bread. You know, that's we're given our daily bread each day. We're supposed to be daily. You know, it's not, you know, we're supposed to continuously each day move forward. Live for the day. Plan for your future. Learn from your past. Live for today. So I thank everybody for taking time to listen. I really pray that that this podcast, the information that was shared on this this episode of the Airflow podcast was beneficial. Again, these are things that I think about and I want to make sure that my listeners are really looking at because, you know, you're going to hear me talk about money. And I want to make sure that, you know, at different times I have people talking about money. I have people, you know, always mentioning wealth and you know, living lavishly. And, and I'm a hundred percent in agreement that we all, I want all of us to live that way, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be happy, have joy and be good and live the good life. You have access to things 
that people link to having a good life, but it doesn't mean that you are living the good life. So my prayer is that, again, everybody is able to take some time and and really reflect on these things and, and, and go back. And that's the beauty about a podcast. You can go back, you can listen to these things over and over again and, you know, really see what resonates with you. Make you a checklist and there's other things that you can add to it. And, and ask yourself, you know, am I checking off majority of these? I've only checked off a few of these. And then don't get down. This, this is not for you to get down and say, my life sucks because I didn't check off most of these. No, this is to say, okay, God, I see where I am now. Now I'm going to make a plan and I can make sure that I'm doing all of these things that, that are on this list and others. And that I'm living a good life. I'm happy. I have joy. Through it all, I have joy because I know that each day I get up, I should be happy and excited. And I have a new day of grace and mercy. I have a new day to walk in the promises that were given to me. That is 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 what it's about. So, again, I thank you all for joining me for this episode as always, you can reach me at airflowpodcast at gmail.com for my email address. That's airflowpodcast at gmail.com. The website is airflowpodcast.com. That's H E I R F L O W P O D C A S T dot com. Airflowpodcast.com. And that's where you can find all the episodes that are available. You can download that. And I just ask you to. Please download it, you know, share it with people. The more you listen to it again, that that helps to to build me up, you know, and, and if you have a certain podcast platform, please, you know, subscribe, download from that platform. Those are more st- that helps build up my statistics. You know, I want to continue to grow this community. And I, and I believe that, you know, there are people that that need to hear some of this, this thing, some of these things that I'm sharing. And I want to grow this community to be bigger than what it is. But I'm appreciative, very appreciative for those that have listened. You know, we've had a lot of success on some of these podcasts or a lot of the podcasts. They've been successful and I've gotten good feedback from those. I've got some that regularly listen, but I really want to continue to grow this thing. So I appreciate I appreciate any feedback, any support, any any knowledge that people can share. Um, I'm always listening but I come from a place of, of in a good heart. I come from a place of love and me wanting to do this is this is a very organic, real feeling. I love to help people. I love to share some of the things that I deal with and some of the things that I experience to help others. Cause I know that it's something that, that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, so my prayer is that it, it does help people get through their day. I hope that, that, you know, we are all living the good life when it's all said and done, no matter whatever challenge is thrown our way, that we continue to to focus on these items and others to to make sure that we are living the good life. And we're not focused on yesterday. We remember yesterday. We think about tomorrow, but we live and we we do for today. So, again, I'm Ricky Thomas. I thank you for joining me for this episode of the Airflow podcast. And I look forward to talking to you all again next week. So until next time, remember, as a kingdom heir, you were created to flow in all that God has planned and purpose for your life. Seek him daily and continue to flow.